Today's That's So Retrograde is brought to you by our Patreon page. Yay! Because we can. Yeah, because we want to bring you guys more content. <laughs> it's exclusive content to subscribers. It's really fun. After here, we're headed to go meet up with Biet Simkin, our guest last week. We're going to do an exclusive meditation for you guys. On top of that, we've got bonus episodes. We've got early release episodes. Oh, don't forget, the end of November, we have a sound bath that's going to be released with Ambie Sitam, a.k.a. Ambie Kavanaugh. Also. A.k.a. Brown Grandma. Also. Yeah. Live hangouts with you and I and so much more. All you guys have to do is head on to over to patreon.com slash so retrograde. Check it out. Feel out which tier speaks to your heart and join the party. Namaste. Aww. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hey, Elizabeth. Steph's doing a glasses switch up. Even though it's not roses and thorns yet, I will say that I just thought my thorn might be the fact that when I was younger, I could not wear glasses for, for more than five minutes and not have a headache slash could see things. And now that I'm 32, I'm like squinting and I'm like, I need some right now. This <laughs> is 32. I can't see shit. It's so upsetting. Molecular degeneration. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. It sounds right. Well, this is That's So Retrograde. <laughs> hey. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, I'm Steph Sambari. Welcome to the show yes. where wellness is our muse. She's a trendy bitch, but we love her. We what can I say? We love her. She's like the Adidas slides. Yeah. She just keeps coming back into It's style. like we can't help it. <laughs> yeah. And we still love it. She's cozy. Even though everyone's wearing it, it's fine. Doesn't matter. It's the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Um, slides are never going to go out of style, and you know why? They make your feet feel good. That's just like true. Wellness. It makes your body feel exactly. good. Exactly. That's how it was for me growing up in Michigan with Uggs when uh-huh. those became like a huge trend and everyone was like, ugh, Uggs. And I'm like, actually, they're super practical and cozy and I'm never not going to be doing the Ugg thing. The first person in my life to wear Uggs was my mom. Mm-hmm. And she got them like way ahead of the trend. She, no, she ordered them out of like the Land's End catalog or something <laughs> in like the late 90s and would only wear them to go get wood in the wintertime for the yeah. fireplace. And I would make fun of her, but then I would secretly wear them. They're the best. <laughs> yeah. Nothing better than a new pair of Uggs. Manifest. Anyway, uh, um, is that I'm wellness? feeling a little under the weather today. Yeah, you are. But I'm that's a okay. little throat scratchy and all that fun stuff. And it's like wellness is all well and good until you need to take a day quill. Do you think it's because you raged hard for my birthday? I do. <laughs> I do. I think also this is 32 uh-huh. when you like have a 5 a.m. night and then you need five days to recover I know I had a, a meeting with one of our friends yesterday who's also 32 and he was like I literally just got on un- hung over and you know what prevented me from getting really hung over do tell fly by oh I nice. took four of them before I went out even though you're only supposed to take two I was like I'm doubling down and I was tired and a little shaky but I wasn't hung over yeah I actually I I love them I forgot to take them I'm so bummed weren't they're not sponsoring this segment no, but we do love them but I'm, I'm just <laughs> we saying, highly recommend I'm saying that as the, a truth yeah but all that now that you're mentioned they're not sponsoring it I feel like that just gives us like a little bit of like more credibility in terms of like we're really only sponsored by things at this moment that we're like obsessed yeah. with 
So trust us. Trust us, you guys. <laughs> you guys should trust us on today's guest. Yes, you should. We're so thrilled. This has been a topic that we've been calling in for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I've had two intuitive readings, and they've both told me, you should dabble with some breath work. And I've only done it twice. And here we are. We have Ashley Neese on the program. We'll just welcome you right in. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Mm, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. This is, this is really something that we've been wanting to cover for so long. It's such a nuanced topic. And we've both had our own ex- unique experiences with breath work. And then we, we got to experience one of your workshops and loved it so much and we're just so glad to have you and so many people have said Ashley's your girl if you want someone to come talk about it and here you are so thank you for joining us you're welcome that's so that just makes me so happy to hear that too I love all the connections in our community yeah totally yeah so amazing so um I wanted to uh recite a quote from your website that really moved me it says i'm an alchemist transforming pain into gold dust weaving threads of light into everything i create i wrote that yeah i mean this sums up really why why we are you're joining us here today let's first of all talk a little bit about what it is you do and then maybe we could give a little sampling before we go deeper into the discussion of it Great idea. Yeah, I love to start breathing in the beginning just to get us grounded. So the way that I approach the breath is really, it's really soft. You know, there's lots of different practices out there. But for me, what I'm seeing the most in my own life and with my clients and students is that we're all just kind of going so hard all day that we really need a practice that's going to ground our nervous system and stabilize us and get us into a place of receptivity. And so that's what we'll focus on in the practice right okay. now. Sound good? Let's let's just... Sounds great. I can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's... Okay. So, so wait, warning, if you're driving, do not participate in the breath work. Wait till you are parked. Yeah. Yeah. Great suggestion. Just feel like that's something that needs to be noted. I love that. Yeah. Good looking out. Safety yeah. first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. Always. So what I'll have you do is if it feels comfortable, you can gently close your eyes or you can just keep a nice soft gaze at the floor in front of you. We will begin this practice breathing in and out through the nose. So take the first 30 seconds or so just to settle in. Feeling your hips in your seat. Gliding your shoulder blades down the back. Just softening the face, relaxing forehead, eyes, throat, jaw. And just without changing your breath, just notice how your breath is moving through your body right now. Pay attention to the quality of your breath. Does it feel shallow? Does it feel deep? Does it feel full? And without trying to change it, we're just noticing. Beautiful. And then from here, what I'm going to have you do is begin to extend your exhalation. So we want to make the exhale just a couple counts longer than the inhale. So it's helpful for you. You can practice inhale two, exhale three to four, just counting softly in your head, or you can just feel it out somatically with an extended exhale. 
And we'll just stay in this longer exhale for about a, a minute, giving the nervous system a chance to ground and settle, allowing ourselves to become present and be in our bodies. If at any point you notice your mind drift off, just come back to that exhale. Keeping a nice gentle focus. You're doing great. We'll stay here for about another 20 seconds or so. Just extending that exhale, allowing the body to continue to soften, to release, and to begin to slow down. And take three more rounds here. In the bottom of the third round, can gently let go of the practice. And when you're ready, open your eyes. There's no rush. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Steph's still there. Uh, I'm like, oh, right. We're doing a show. Wow. Shifted. Yeah. And so easy to access if we, I'm just, what came up for me is the, the barrier that I experienced to tapping into something that we have readily available to us. Mm. Can you explain that? Like why, why we can always sit and breathe if we like make the space for it. What do you find is the, is the wall to people tapping into that? Honestly, one of the things that I, especially with breath work feel is that, and I hear this a lot from clients and students and they're like, it just seems too easy. Like Mm. what? Like it just seems like that's not really anything. You know what I mean? Like not, not, not so much. Like I want to do the like really intense breathing or I want to do like an advanced yoga practice or I need to like climb a mountain or whatever it is. It's like, we're always looking for the thing that's like a little bit more physical. Yeah. Um, and I find too with um, my, my folks who meditate before they do breath work, that's like, that's just so much more popularized too. And there's so much research and there's so many books and people go, yeah, I, I know about meditation. Like that seems real, but this breath thing just seems like too easy. And like, is it snake oil? you know right also like the only other breath work like what I love about your practice is that it's very mellow gentle gentle yeah like the other breath work that I've done is so intense and it's like will make my face go numb and it's just like extreme which and I I get down with extreme shit like I like that but at the same time it doesn't feel like the kind of thing that I can bring into my day-to-day life. It's like I have to go somewhere for that. Like I'm not going to sit – I'm not going to lay on my floor at home and like do the breath work that makes me like be like, oh, 
face doing this fucking weird thing. Like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. But with this, it's like, I'm, I could just do that right before I meditate. Like, I could have just meditated for 45 minutes after that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what I want from breath work is just to ease me into what I'm already going into instead of taking me to a place that I'm don't know why I'm going there. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And that's, you really hit the nail on the head because it's all about being in your body. Yeah. And that's really what I'm teaching with breath work. It's yeah. all about embodiment. You know, and we have so many activities and so many things that we're doing all day long that are pulling us out of our bodies. And I think that it's really important to get in there and mm-hmm. be in there. And it's, I love that you said doing the breath work before the meditation, like such a good way to start your practice because you're fully in your body. And then it's so much easier to meditate. And oftentimes people will come and they'll say, meditation just feels so hard. Like I'm super anxious and I sit down and then I'm like trying to well, be still. Well, you're supposed and- to do yoga asana before you meditate. Yes. That's like <laughs> in the yoga sutras. But like no one's doing that. No, no Except one's Except for actually. yogis. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Usually yeah. they're, yeah. And there's oftentimes in a yoga class, you'll do this like 45 minute or 50 minute practice. And then there's like two seconds of meditation yeah. at the end. And right. you're like, but wait, this is the good stuff, this guys. This is now is like, the time that I'm supposed to be dropping Yeah. Do- and right? then you dropping don't want to, you don't want to leave that position, but they're like, got to get to the next class. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's because along. we live in the West where it's like people are valuing the exercise of yoga and that's why they went there and they're not really going there for the meditative aspect. I mean, that's like a byproduct instead of the goal. Yeah. And so it's like people I think would be like, our yoga class was only 35 minutes and then we fucking meditated. It's like, they would just be like, because like I'm it's lazy like you, right now. Right? <laughs> but it's like, and I'm guilty of that too. It's like, sometimes I go to yoga cause I know it's going to be also an exercise. But I don't really feel like I've meditated after that at all. I feel like worked up. Totally. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Yeah. So, so much of what you do is expressed as a a foundation for healing within the breath. How is that so? So... The, when I've, I've studied so many different forms of healing and I've studied meditation, I've been, uh, you know, an avid yogi since I was in college and I've studied, you know, Reiki, energy healing, all different kinds of stuff, acupuncture, like you name it, like I've studied all the things and breath is always at that foundation. Okay. And when we're looking at practices like Ayurveda, or we're looking at traditional Chinese medicine, they're talking about the foundation being life force. So mm-hmm. that's chi or that's prana. And that's also tied in with breath. And what I love about even the definition of pranayama, it's, extending your life force. So this is Mm. all about like giving ourselves life. It's about giving ourselves vitality. And it's about, again, like dropping into our core essence. And it's just so beautiful because like you can go so woo with that or you can just get so grounded with it. And it's, it's accessible to so many different types of people. I'm kind of tripped out right now because I feel completely shifted (laughs) from when we started the show to after we did that, like in a beautiful way, but it's in, in such like a short amount of time to be able to transcend a feeling is really exciting and and so um, accessible which is what's really cool as Steph said like a lot of the work can be very intense and which is well and good and wonderful I've had some really profound experiences with like deep heavy breath work where it really dredges up a lot of tears and and emotions and pain and and whatnot but your approach is so much more gentle um, can you talk about that? Yeah. So I've studied so many different forms of breathwork and pranayama for a yeah. long time. And when I first started teaching, I came in through yoga and I was teaching yoga and I was teaching breathwork in a yoga class. And then I was like, actually, I just don't want to teach asana any, <laughs> anymore. Asana, I want to just teach the breathing and the meditation because that's where I found 
That's where I saw the most profound change in my students and also in myself. And that's also where going back to that accessibility piece, it was so important. And when I started doing a lot of corporate work, it's like, you know, I'm getting these guys in suits and, you know, all different types of people. And they don't really want to like change clothes. They want to be able to go into their boardroom and do something that's going to ground their energy like really quick. And they don't have time. You know, they're like, okay, lady, can you like teach us how to ground ourselves in 15 minutes? I'm like, I got you. Like, let's breathe. You know, every single one of you lay on the floor on top of each other. (laughs) Right. But those like those like really intense, more cathartic type breathing experiences for me just aren't as accessible. And while I've practiced those and I even taught those in the beginning of my practice, I found that so many of the students um, coming to my classes had a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. and so they were tapping into some trauma that was just not really an appropriate place for them to be experiencing that not because they were doing anything wrong but that was it was very intense why does the breath trap tap into trauma like that so it taps into trauma like that because our trauma is stored in our tissues right. and our trauma is stored in our body. And so what happens when, especially when you get on the floor and you start breathing, for those of us who have had traumatic experiences that we haven't fully released somatically in our body, they're going to be shown to us while we're breathing. Okay. Yeah. And it can be very, very intense for people. And, um, and that's why I started shifting my practice because I was like, I would, I would work with the trauma clients like one-on-one and that's a very safe place to do that. But a lot of people were saying like, I'm in a room full of 60 people. Like this doesn't feel safe to me. Right. It actually feels scary. And they're screaming and the guy next to me is crying and like grabbing his hair and like all these things are happening. And and again, there's a time and a place for all of that stuff, but I'm going like something about this just feels really unsafe. Mm -hmm. And I want to create an environment of safety. So when people come into my classes, they know like what they're going to get is grounding, what they're going to get is regulation and what they're going to get is safety. Mm -hmm. And I think safety in these types of communities is key thank you so much for saying that because we've had one particular experience with with a part with one individual who is a lovely human i'm not even going to name gender but they have taught breath to elizabeth and i a couple of times and on both occasions i was like this is the most unsafe fucking thing and i didn't even have an unsafe experience it was other people in the room that one person fell over People from the breath like work. orgasm, someone like, like crazy came. shit Someone happened. like fell over and like almost <laughs> hit his head. We, we did it outside and it was like the person fell over and like hit their head almost on a rock. And I was just like, this is like rogue and irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. yes. And like you, I understand that, that, that this person felt that they were embodying like a level of spirit and spirituality and like helping us connect. But it's just like, it needs to be contained. And like, I literally said to the, the teacher, I love how good I'm doing and not naming yeah. gender, by the way. Holy shit. I'm like really proud of myself. 2017, baby. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I know. I'm, I practiced. Um, I said, what if my friend had just hit his head and died? Because that he fell so mm. hard that if he was like one inch away from a rock, he could have gotten a, like Something could have fucking happened. And this person goes, and then that would have just been his time to go. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking well, insane really of you to say. Specific no. type no. of breath that's yeah. obviously like very intense and like. But that whole... was my experience with breath work, and that's why I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah, yeah. So and... then to have yours, <laughs> which was like obviously a more gentle approach, that seems very like what we did just now is like. I feel like that I could access that at every time, anytime if I let myself and give myself that opportunity. How long do you normally, like if we were going to go home today and, and, or tomorrow morning and be like, okay, t- 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 tomorrow morning is going to be the first day of the rest of my life with breath work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to do that. Yeah. Like how long would I like set my timer for? I would do just start with five before your meditation, okay. five in the morning, just to get yourself nice and grounded. And okay. then what I like to suggest is five or 10 at night. Ooh. And so in the morning, it's just nice and grounding. You're collecting you're pulling all your energy into your body 
You're like, okay, I'm here for the day. I'm ready for whatever's coming at me. Sure. And then in the evening, it's just like, let go. Just like soften, forgive, rest, restore. Because I yeah. kind of never know what to do with my breath during meditating because like I've been taught meditation by a number of different people who are all say the same thing about like let go of the breath in meditation. Like the focus isn't the breath. And so then I find myself like getting meditatively distracted where I'm like, like what the fuck am I doing with my breathing? Like I don't know really what to do at all. Totally. And that's a really good point. And so the reason I like this extended exhale is because it really kicks on the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm. And so after time with practice, there will be a point where your body just naturally and your mind just naturally lets go. Right. And so there's this pullback moment that happens where you're like, okay, now I'm just in my body and I'm in my meditation space and it's good. But in the beginning, it's just nice to have something to focus on. Totally. And it's, again, it's pulling into your body. And so many meditative practices, just you, it's kind of a mental exercise wow it really is right it's it's like mental gymnastics in a lot of ways and so we want to get ourselves grounded when you work with people like what is kind of what are people coming to you for (laughs) <laughs> Great question. So <laughs> like, what's like? What are we doing here? Friendship. <laughs> They're like, can we hang? Um, sometimes that ends up happening. I do sometimes. Occasionally, become friends with my clients. But um, well, every healer experience is somewhat of like a therapeutic friendship experience. Yeah. I in mean, my, in my, I mean, I guess I just talk a lot too. <laughs> also, like, if they don't want to be your friend, you get mad. Yeah, <laughs> I do get mad. Wait, do I? Okay, I'll yeah, take yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just such a cool person, and I just feel like everyone should want to be my friend. Fair. Okay, I support so, that. Yes, I fully support all that, too. Um, people are coming to me for a lot of different reasons. They're coming to me. Typically, it's like an, like an initial like baseline of just I'm waking up stressed all day like mm-hmm. how can I just regulate myself how can I have a little bit of a downshift because if I'm waking up let's say on a scale of one to ten ten being the most stressed out ever if I'm waking up at a six every day like it's not going to take me much to get to that ten right. and so if I can help them get down to a four when they wake up even that is just a huge improvement mm. and so from there so many things open I see a lot of clients coming to me who are in transition like life transition whether that's relationship work I just left a you know ten-year career what am I going to do next like how do I tap into my intuition? How can I use my breath to really tap into my creativity and explore what do I want to explore next? I get a lot of people who are working with that vulnerability piece of, hey, I want to take up more space, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. How can the breath help me like show myself more and allow myself to be seen, which is like so connected to our breath, you know? Um, And then I do a lot of trauma work as well. What do you mean by um, the vulnerability being connected to our breath. I'm curious about that. I've never heard that before. So oftentimes what I'm seeing with the breath, especially in my clients who are, um, who are just afraid to take up more space, which is such a natural thing. Hello. Like I go through that almost every day. You know what I mean? Like that's not this thing that we're supposed to get over. It's that's just something that people who aren't stand up comedians experience. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that, I don't compute. I'm actually working on taking up less space. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like if I could just, yes. Like I've been told I'm too much. I'll... Um, You're just enough. You know? I mean, I feel like that's a very female thing in our and and it's almost weirdly becoming more male too because now we're having this like weird like massive imbalance gender thing where like 
no one's totally clear on how much space they're supposed to take up and also what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, and what that's supposed to feel like, yeah. you know? And with a lot of my clients, it's not about like, I need to be the biggest thing ever and take up the most space ever. It's just like, hey, I want to be able to let people know how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sad, I want to be able to have those conversations with my friend. Like, hey, you know what? Like that thing you just said to me, like actually really hurt my feelings. When my parents are laying in on me, I want to be able to have those conversations with them and set those boundaries and feel really clear about how I'm communicating and communicate in a way that is revealing. Yeah. And that's for that's across all genders. You know, we all need a space to do that. And I often act as a sounding board. It's like, I can't do the work for you. I'm not here to heal you, but I'll hold your hand. You know, like I'll walk you through it. Like I'm here, like we're co-doing this together, but like this is on you, Yeah. you know? And I think that is always the biggest thing. And that's where the breath really comes into play too. Cause I can't breathe for anybody else. Right. You know, like that's your job and that's your tool for really empowering yourself as well. Now you mentioned family and I feel like all of us are approaching a time where we're going to be sitting around a table with our loved ones and it like, you know, some people have never had any drama at Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Zero. Talking, talking about, about Thanksgiving, about? the best holiday. Yeah. Um, but so like, how can we bring the breath into that experience, which I feel like is a really common thing where we just like all have like as much as we one loves their family it's like you put chloroform on a washcloth and put it over your dad's face (laughs) take a little nap wake him up in three days sure sure okay okay Um, no not you brian (laughs) cox yeah exactly (laughs) talking about my own dad (laughs) dark um uh yeah loud big kind of like rowdy jewish family over here so it's it's always it's always fun. There's so much color like around the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. table and there's like so much beauty. And for me, it's been this journey of, especially when I was younger and going through the process of going to rehab and getting sober and then coming out of that and then being around my family like sober. And, you know, my grandmother saying to my dad, like, well, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving if I can't drink, you know, and it's <laughs> going like, OK, well, I'm literally just fresh out of rehab. So can you guys just not drink for like one night? You know, like that would be really great. But it's, it's intense. Yeah. You know, and stuff comes up and. And it was like, all right. And my dad's calling me and the whole family's getting involved. Like, can you, is it okay if grandma drinks? And I'm like, you know what? Whatever she needs. Is fine. <laughs> like, Which is just let her have her right. question, by the way. <laughs> like, I bet you never thought you'd have to answer that question in your life. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, she can do what she needs to do. But um, the practice for me was really just like before I was going in, just getting grounded mm-hmm. and just really staying present with myself. And I love my family so much. I mean, they're just so beautiful. They're so amazing. But like it's so easy for me just to like tap into their energy and pick up on it. It's like if somebody's stressed, it's like I'm there before I know it. And I'm like, yeah, like fuck them or whatever it is. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't actually even feel that way, but this just all happens so fast. And Mm. so that grounding and that breath just really helps me keep centered in my boundary. Cause like the, the feeling that, that your description is conjuring, like I think I felt this and I know that I've seen other people feel this where it's like, because we're not like really breathing ever, the level of stress like hits our throat like immediately and then we just feel like clenched. clenched and like fucked up and we don't know how to get rid of that feeling and with family it is like yeah and it's such yeah, it's a like, trigger of that because they do nothing really like I noticed myself getting really upset with like my mom for example when like she's really not doing anything yeah. you know she's just being herself yeah. and, and I'm like I need to take it down <laughs> totally yeah I, and and with breath I feel it's like the greatest tool to be like like you know it's like take a deep breath (sighs) like even just one time it's like once you hit that like 
annoyance trigger, it's really hard to come back down from it because Mm -hmm. like I'll like get frustrated, like mother daughter relationships as they are as much as I love my mom. Like I still have that. I turn into a 16 year old girl and I'm like, oh, mom, you know, and then it's like and I feel like once I've gone there, it's really hard for me to turn it back down. And then it's like I feel like I have to like stay in that mode. Yeah. Which I'm really, really, also, really your, working like, teenage on. Teenage brain wants you to stay in that mode. Totally. Like yeah. you still have that like rebellious girl inside. It's like, well, fuck you, and you like will not come off it, and that's just like sad and dark because you know better. Me? No, just like I know us better as an adult, us well, as people. Well, I assume that you do. <laughs> yeah. But like as an adult, you know that like right. acting as like one does uh, an adolescent is absurd. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like that's why people always say, like, you want to do spiritual work. You want to see, you want to test your spirituality. Yeah. Like, go hang out with uh-huh. your family. 100. Right? Like, 100. Like, so true. Go around your family. Let's the see how ultimate. spiritual you are. Hello. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. like, we're at the table. Someone just Grandma's said something. drunk. <laughs> drunk. Dad's, like, talking about Trump or whatever. <laughs> Mom's what high. Looking at you, this, kid. Isn't my fa- this is my family if my grandmas weren't dead and my parents were still together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sad. We go out to dinner. Um, <laughs> um, so... So then, okay, we're at the table. I'm just trying to like picture. No, it. Pick, keep building this okay, terrible production. <laughs> okay, all the dark meat is gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> the mashed potatoes are not that good, which is a bummer because that's like the. I hate when the sides are like mediocre. Yeah. If like if you're going to someone's house or like out to dinner or whatever, and like if your favorite dish isn't up to snub, anyone else? Okay, so all of those things up are to snub, like up to par, up to snub whatever you know what i mean okay you guys know it's okay we're just working these, like, it out differences of like expression i know i'm like valerie cherish <laughs> like that, but like in not in a not in uh, on purpose That's hilarious. i don't want to see that okay so all the things there's just little triggers all all about the table now what we call ashley yeah. the first thing <laughs> when you're at the table first thing is just if you're have your feet on the floor hip distance apart Press your feet down. Mm. So that is like number one way to just get grounded. It's super fast and it's really effective. So oftentimes when I'm teaching, people will have their legs crossed. And I'm like, if you want to get grounded, you need to have your feet on the floor. We have energy centers at the soles of our feet. And their sole purpose is connecting us to that earth energy. And earth energy is slow. It's low. It's steady. And Mm. that's the energy that we're trying to pull in in those moments of activation. So if somebody says something or if it's getting rowdy or if like in my family, there's like a fight, you know, like that's happened at Passover. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not good when people get political, but just having your feet on the ground. Once you notice that your feet are on the ground and you're having access to them, then start with a couple long exhalations and it should work really quickly. Mm. Like even just that shift of like my feet are on the ground will automatically take you to a different place. You know, and it will automatically, just like you were saying before, Steph, when your energy feels so contracted and the breath is getting really caught in the throat, it just, all of it goes to the ground. Does wow. the same thing also work for fullness? Like when you're so full, you're, <laughs> you're trying to make a little bit more room. <laughs> Great question. But breath is really breath practice is really good for digestion. Okay. So that can help if your digestion is feeling sluggish after like eating too many pieces of pie or turkey or whatever good. it is. Making room for the pie. Yeah, making room for more pie. I have a question about this thing on 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 our little note sheet here of conscious conception. Where did we get that from? Oh, that was mine. (laughs) Well, it's really calling my name. So can we talk about that? Yeah. So I was (laughs) funny. I was talking with my partner. I'm like, 
what um what notes should I send he's like oh you gotta talk about the spirit baby and I was like okay spirit baby so my partner and I are um going through this process of conscious conception which literally just means like having intentionality around the fact that we're gonna try to start getting pregnant um in December of this year. So there's this book that we're obsessed with called Spirit Babies, and it's all about how to communicate with a child that you're meant to have. So it's all about tapping into the spirit of that babe and meditating with it every day, calling it in, and just really like having a lot of intentionality and self-care around that practice. And it's so fun. Amazing. I think I had that when I was on Mushrooms once. <laughs> you talk to your baby. You talk to your spirit baby. Oh, yeah, that was so wild. <laughs> And you, like, never talk about having kids. That was wild. Hey. Yeah. What can I say? Shit happens. It happens. Um, that's so interesting. Who wrote the book? So the gentleman who wrote the book, and I'm going to, like, totally mispronounce his last name, but his name is Walter, and his last name is um, Mackian, M-A-K-I-C-H-E-N. He actually passed away, which is such a bummer, because I got through the book, and I'm like, I'm getting a session with him, like right. ASAP. You know, my partner was like, yes, let's go. And so I'm like Googling, Googling. And then I found out he passed away oh. in like 2002. Oh. Um, but the book is I like... I like the concept. Yeah, it's a really beautiful concept. And it's all about just connecting to yourself, connecting to your babe, and just, again, just breathing and like calling all that energy in. So it's, it's super fun. What does your current practice look like um, outside of breath? Like when you're waking up in the morning... What's that look like? So I have a pretty um, like standard morning routine. I get up when I'm like having like like a best. Here's a best case scenario, yeah. right? <laughs> it's because it's not every day. Let's be real. Best case scenario, I Thanks get for up. Being real about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, um, I, tongue, I tongue scrape. The good person. Um, <laughs> probably three days a week. Like is actually what I do. Um, an ideal world, I'm doing it every day. And then I do a tablespoon of ghee. Love okay. ghee. It's just so good to like get everything going. You just put that in your body first. Yeah, I put that in my body first. Hey, yeah. try that. Yeah, it's. No. no, we were just having a, a breakfast conversation. Yeah, no. we were having a breakfast conversation about what? Like, I don't I haven't found my my Your current. Breakfast. Yeah, I'm yeah. having trouble. So I am. Um, I warm the ghee, drink it, then I'll do a little pranayama, so breath practice, my meditation. How my, long? Um, usually it's like 15. Okay. Like, also, yeah. another question from the mm-hmm. crowd. Mm-hmm. So, is the ghee to regulate your blood blood sugar so that you can? Um, do your practices without being hungry? Like, what's the purpose of that? That's part of it. Okay. Yeah, and it's also just waking the body up. It's nourishing the whole system. So, yeah, it's, it's like twofold. I'm cool. do that. Yeah, because for me, like, I wake up, I'm so, like, airy and vata, like, Food for me in the morning is really important. Same. And I used to think, like, if I don't have meat within, like, 20 minutes of waking up, I'm going to be, like, completely insane. And so the ghee has been really good because it just kind of calms everything down. And I'm like, okay, like, I can go an hour without eating and I'll be all right. Um, so do that. Meditate. Breathe. Um, again, on a good day, I'm getting out on my rebounder, getting my lymph going. Yes. Again, like, Dreams. three Manifest. days a week, like, is what actually happens. <laughs> so, um, and then so I do bad. bone broth and then breakfast. So. Oh. Breakfast. Yeah. What's your breakfast? So my breakfast is, it's pretty, it's pretty substantial because I am one of those people, like, if I don't have a big breakfast in the morning, like, my whole day is just kind of off. And it doesn't matter how much I eat. I'm just, like, feel, like, ravenous all day. So I start my day with a big dose of protein. So I do the bone broth, just, like, eight ounces. And then I'll do two eggs, half an avo, and some greens. And then on days when I'm, like, hungry, I'll do, like, a little sausage, too. Yeah. 
This is a really appropriate conversation. I was just saying to Stephanie, like I'm, I'm lost on the breakfast train right now. I'm just not like, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. For me, breakfast (laughs) is a newborn baby. Like what, what it was, what do people do? (laughs) Fat, protein, greens. Okay. Like, yeah. And with the greens, you're going to get that fiber too. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Ashley. So tell us, I know you do workshops. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk to us about where our listeners can find you. So they can, you can find me online on my website, just ashleyneese.com. And also, N-E-E-S-E. Yeah, N-E-E-S-E. And then Instagram is really my most active, like, social media mm-hmm. thing. I've been pretty quiet on there the last month or so, just posting once a week, a couple times a week, just taking a lot of, like, time to go inward. Um, but, yeah, Ashley underscore niece. Yeah. Awesome. And then any workshops, online stuff? people want to get in touch with you want to experience your magic yeah so I do um, one-on-one sessions over Skype and then I do them when I'm in town in LA and Oakland and then I've got a retreat coming up in May out in Joshua Tree of next year which is gonna be yeah magic Mm -hmm. it's gonna be good three days it's gonna be super deep really fun intimate beautiful space Um, and then I'm launching two digital courses in February and I'm also in the process of wrapping up my book proposal so I just got an agent congratulations thanks you please let us know about those online courses so yeah. we can let our fabulous crew of listeners know 100 percent, amazing yes. mm. this is so exciting we're so happy to have you here today thank you it just like makes breath work cool and yeah. easy and fun and like i honestly want to leave here right now and go home and do my breath work amazing can't wait <laughs> and then we're also going to post that um breath work you gave us at the beginning on our patreon page for everyone to listen to oh beautiful check out so awesome. Awesome. Thank you so Thanks much. Thank you. It was so fun. Yay. Yay. Yes, that's a retrograde. This portion of That's a Retrograde is made possible by our favorite furry friends, New Rose Bark Box. Every month, Bark Box Hand or uh, Paw picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to meet your dog's unique needs and chewing preferences. Because that's a thing. It is a thing. My dog Carlos is really a man's man he's not really a dog's dog and he's not that into treats but with the treats that BarkBox provides he's all there for it they're just like delicious real food treats and that's all my little bitchy dog wants and toys and just like fun stuff for your dog I don't have a dog but it's on my vision board so stay tuned but you choose squeaky toys yeah totally of course who doesn't right but yeah. what's really fabulous is that um, we have an extra free month of BarkBox when you visit BarkBox.com slash so retrograde and subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. You get a free month. That's amazing. And you know what? It's really fun because you get to share with your neighborhood dogs as well. Like Carlos wasn't really into the squeak toy and I gave it to Blue, my neighbor, and she's never stopped hanging out with me since then. And also it's a really fun gift for friends who like get a new puppy or are super into their dog. It's like kind of one of my favorite things to spread love to. So namaste barking. Yeah. So wanted to share, before we get into roses and thorns, wanted to share a really interesting listener mail question we get. We get a lot of questions, um, but this one took a little bit of digging and we got like a great answer back. So one of our lovely listeners uh, had given birth recently and unfortunately was dealing with some postpartum depression and some PTSD from the experience and had been prescribed some medicinal marijuana to help aid that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and just recently was given the okay to start breastfeeding and wasn't sure like where all of that landed. So 
we reached out to Erica Chitty Cohan, who has an amazing um, space here for women in Los Angeles who are expecting our new mothers called Loom. And she's going to be on the show in January. I can't wait. So excited. She's awesome. She also just wrote this book called Nurture. So we reached out to her for our listener to kind of get the insight on this obviously this is not really in yours and mine wheelhouse quite yet with we the, don't have a baby we don't, we have, don't spirit have spirit babies, baby but who knows but i have a furry baby and i have one on my vision board <laughs> <laughs> so she said she consulted a few clinicians is that the word sure sure and um the recommendation is that mothers who are taking it medicinally should do so in an edible or other by mouth form, so like a tincture or a tea, because obviously secondhand smoke is a concern. As with any medicine, there's always going to be like some type of small effect, but the risk-benefit ratio is is lower. Don't forget that she said to use cannabis that's lower in THC, which by the way, you guys, if you go to dispensaries now, it's crazy because they have the breakdowns of um, All the, the THC to CBD ratio in the strains. It's mm-hmm. like the cannabis industry is evolving probably more rapidly than yeah. any other industry and my my favorite part that she notes is that my other thought is that one should consider contemplating compliment complimenting thank you cannabis use with the support of mental health professionals who also have an awareness of somatic wellness which can help heal the root of the anxiety and trauma so it's okay to explore the cannabis route but also like complement that with with a little work on the other Healing side as well because you don't ever just want to put a band-aid on yeah anything. so all you moms who are out there want to get high there's your answer because she said that it, um cannabis only has a 48 hour life in the body mm-hmm. so it's really not like you're going to be pumping your baby with weed but on the other hand every kid that i know whose parents like drink a little or smoked a little they're the coolest people that i know <laughs> so i feel like it's probably just so fine on that level put that in your pipe and smoke it Put that in your baby's bottle and drink it. <laughs> um, okay, time for roses and thorns. Okay. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. Who's down with RNT? The tea is starting to Elizabeth is never going to tell us how they're feeling now. Great jingle. Love you forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will start with the collective rose mm-hmm. as I speak for you, dear Stephanie. Mm-hmm. We had a really incredible card reading mm-hmm. uh, separately, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I was like kind of in a weird place. I was feeling a little anxiety about like going deep with the cards because I've had some really powerful readings mm-hmm. and also some really gnarly ones. So I wasn't really sure what side of the coin it was going to land on. LOL. But um, her name is Kelly Knight. She is... Owns, also owns a store called Modern Mystic Shop, and it's in Atlanta. So if any of our listeners are Atlanta or Atlanta adjacent, please stop in and say hi. She was so cool. I had such an amazing reading. She mm-hmm. had such a cool rapport and like way of, of depicting the cards and all that. And so, Kelly, thank you so much. Yes. It was so cool to meet you. And your shop looks really dope. So can't wait to go to, can't wait to, go to Atlanta. Yeah. I loved it. I had such a, we had such a cool time talking and connecting. And then, um, she just kind of has you like ask questions and then does like individual three card polls for each question. Yeah. And I loved it so much. It was great. Kelly, thank you. Thank you. And Kelly's sister is a listener and I don't know her name, but if you're out there. Hi. Hi. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. 
Um, my rose, which I also feel like is somewhat of a collective rose, is <laughs> you do say so the fact that my birthday was on Friday and we had the best weekend of our lives. We really lived. Friday, we did a sound bath with Ambie. Well, first. Oh, first we went to Chaconis. To Chaconis for a little daytime drinkity drink. I've never been drunk at a sound bath, but I guess that's my life. I have. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, this is the most me thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I like, we went, so our friends Brian and Benji took, went, came with Elizabeth and I to, to Chaconis and we had some wine and some food and then. Um, and all the Kardashians assistants were sitting oh right my next God, to we us. died. That was actually crazy. I was really excited Pretty sure about one that. one of the baseball players on the Astros were, was also there and he was really hot and Benji LOL. was like, I fucking hate him. He's wearing an Astros hat. I was like, I don't care. I want him inside of me. Anyways. <laughs> Digress. <laughs> Digression. Um, but that was really fun. And then we went back to Benji's and we like smoked a joint and then. We went to the sound bath. And Ambie was like, you guys are high. I know. Ambie and Katie were both, <laughs> Katie Manzella was like, how high are you? I was like, very. Um, but I just want to thank all my. sound bath. For, yeah. What, are you, what else are you supposed to do? And, and then, then we, I ate Laura Jones when I got yeah. there and gave them to everybody. Um, so I want to thank all my friends for coming to that. And all of our listeners who were there who too. Were there who we didn't, didn't want to say hi because of Sarah. <laughs> guys always say hi always come and say hi to us and sarah's really friendly and lovely and so she our friend is, sarah silverman was with us and we got word that people didn't want to come say hi because they didn't want to bother us but like sarah is literally like the most proud of us so if you had come up to us and said that you listen to our show and that you're here because of that she would have just been like beaming with pride trust yeah she'd been like smiling so wide that was a really we so we had it was such a fun birthday experience like all the people we were there was like 10 of us and mm-hmm. i want to say like the majority had never done, a sound, done a sound bath before it was so amazing and nitty was there yeah it was really cool and then saturday uh we just raged on my brother took me to the museum of ice cream which was really fun if you're in la and you want a uh, instagrammable experience that lasts <laughs> 25 minutes i suggest going to the museum <laughs> of ice cream if you want a heavy dose of dairy and can and uh sugar who doesn't? I Instagram was, and dairy. Instagram and dairy. I was <laughs> fucking sick afterwards, but it was fun. Um, you persevered. I persevered until Ryan was the right word. Gave me a cigarette and I fucking threw up on the curb. When your life coach when gives your you a hand rolled hand tobacco, rolls a cigarette, and it's too strong for you, and you vomit uni on the sidewalk. That is so retrograde. That is wellness. Um, and it was just like. You know, I kind of had a realization during this full moon. It was really cool to have a full moon birthday because I always treat the full moons with a lot of like respect and reverence. And I I think they're very special, but it was just like a double dose this time. And I'll I'll share with you my rose of what I realized, Um, kind of like how I want to shift into my 32nd year, Mm -hmm. I guess is technically my 33rd year. Um, You know, I've kind of always lived with this idea that your professional life and your personal life had to be like separate in a way, even though what we do is so personal. I I also treat it with a professional perspective and I've like not dated people that I thought were going to like fuck up my career or like take me away from my creativity or like get in the way of me doing stand up or like all these different things. I've definitely like tried to put my two sides of myself like into this separate boxes. And it, I think it like, Prior to this weekend, I I was definitely feeling like very empty in terms of love Mm. where I was just like, I don't allow to have love in my life because I have this idea that it's like a distraction or like in some way, like taking away from like my, my career ambition, which is very high. But I just realized like after the sound bath that, cause I got two 
presence and they were both heart necklaces. And I was like, this is kind of a sign for me that like this needs to be the year where like love is something that I think of as an addition and not as something that takes me away from my passion. Like an or. Like yeah. this or that. Yeah, it's yeah. not a this or that. It's like it's this and that. And like it, it's something that can just add to your life. And it's not something that like takes you away from your life. Like I just feel that it's like my life is going to become more integrated mm. instead of me feeling like, oh, if I have like a crush on someone, it's somehow not productive. You know, I that's kind of how I've operated for a really long time. And I think that when you have ambition and you're a hard worker and you're focused, like that makes sense. And when you're younger, like I've seen so many of my friends get into relationships that do take them away from what I perceive to be would be like the best use of their time. But I just feel that I let go of that this weekend in cool. a way that was like really cool and powerful. And I know that was sort of like thematically what was happening. That's great. So that is like my main rose where I just felt like, and I felt so much love too, like all of our friends and like literally like we went to the bar and then went to karaoke. So we had a pretty like <laughs> lofty goals for the celebration. Yeah. The second night we were like, we're going to start at this bar, the white horse, Girl which is horse. so fun. Really fun. And bar. then we made a reservation for a karaoke room at like midnight. midnight. So the whole plan was like, the sober plan was to get everybody to go to karaoke and the fact that it actually happened. I mean, we had 50 fucking people in I that karaoke room. I was shocked. Like I, 10 Ubers. Hilarious. It was amazing. And then karaoke was, so was ending and like no one was trying to leave the party. And then I was like, Steven, my brother, we need an after party at your house. And he's like, yes. And so then we took the rest of the party. Like it yeah. was crazy it was really fun it was a full was a moon shenanigan full birthday party moon shenanigans for sure and i'm just so grateful for everyone in my life and for you guys for helping me put it together and it just like sometimes it really is important to take celebrate. time to celebrate absolutely well i love you so much it I was love you too. literally the best time ever um so that was a rose for sure yeah and what was really cool at just like as a personal <laughs> as a personal rose that weekend like this weekend was the first time since February that I was like oh I'm not stressing about as as vain as this sounds but this is my truth like I've had this like fucked up skin journey like the yeah. this year it's just been so hard like I showed you last night the pictures like the before pictures I've been holding off on like really showing like what was going on because it couldn't really pick up on camera because it was like these bumps. and you weren't out of it Probably. Exactly. And I don't even think I'm st out of it yet, but like there's I've turned a corner in like the most massive way to the point where I look at in September where it was at its peak horribleness. Like it mm -hmm. was just really sad when if you see these photos, which I will post. Um it's hard to look at. It was just like really It's crazy look on now face. because your skin looks amazing. So to and this was the first weekend where I was like felt fancy free and great and like myself and that was like a, a feeling I hadn't tapped into in a really long time like it was like a if anyone's dealt with like any physical vanity vanity issue it's like you're gonna Steph's eye like you, that it weighs heavy on your heart as much as you know that it's like menial it's not it's it's still can have a hold on you in like a really aggressive way and it took me on such a journey of like not giving a fuck how I looked and just being like letting just like letting myself be and then back around to like really wanting to cure it and really wanting to like feel and look my best because it's like this vessel we have is mm -hmm. like just that it's a vessel it's not a reflection of who we are but why not like let it just like be the best it can be so to finally come back around and be like wow like all this effort I've been in 
on this journey of trying to heal myself is finally paying off was so miraculous and so exciting and you know, just like have my hair behind my ears and like not try to cover my face. And mm-hmm. I just need to give so much love to Jen Kramer, Corrective Skincare LA, who's like the fifth person I ended up seeing who really helped me attack it from like a understanding what was going on on like a physical level with my skin, which was that the top layer of my skin had like hardened. And so I wasn't able to like push through and everything was building so up. Wild. So I've just been, I was just really diligent about going into treatments with her and doing these little peels and it's working. And I'm also getting my, I also got my hormones tested. I'm waiting for those results. So really coming in on both ends and also just like really educating myself on all the different things it could be because like everyone had something different to say. And I really just had to follow what worked for me. And, um, you know, with the wellness, quote unquote, world, it's like, go natural, do this, do that. And we've talked about it before. Like, that's not always the case. Like, sometimes you just need to put like some salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide on your face and dry that shit out. Burn that shit off. And that's okay. And that's not a bad thing. But um, it's also in a way interesting because I feel like you tried like not eating this thing and, it, and you really like tried to take personal responsibility for like what you were putting in your body and like why and like how it was manifesting in the outside and like that's that's a tough journey because it's nothing that you were doing yeah I mean it remains to really be seen like what it was I truly just think it was just some like shift that was going on within me that just needed to like move out of me and that's what I felt like from the beginning but like that's kind of hard to put into words but I had one of our listeners wrote me this like lovely thing saying that she had she had heard a, a similar discussion between Oprah and India Ari where India Ari like was moving through something on like a non-physical plane and it was like coming through her skin and she was like this resonated with me I hope it resonates with you and I was like yes thank you but I have to say to anybody who is struggling with something you will come out the other side eventually and I just wish you guys all love and just perseverance with whatever you're going through because it's like it's just wild to all of a sudden look in the mirror and be like oh my god there's my face again and i remember that night on my brother's couch where you like finally like, cried for the first really time about it breakdown yeah yeah and then it was like three days later that you found jen no she called me the next day Amazing. because i had like a friend of mine had recommended her to me and we were like talking via instagram and so she's in encino in santa monica if anybody's local in la i'd love to connect you guys with her um really just has helped me but like so many like Haley Wood, therapeutic skin coach. She's amazing. She's, I, we did so much work together. Just like, it's not one size fits all. You kind of have to see what works for you. So, Major Rose. Happy my birthday to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm obsessed with a- Ashley Neese. I can't Me wait to too. breathe every day. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait to start breathing. Um, guys, just thank you so much for listening. We have such a fun November in store. Lots of good stuff happening. Um, really excited for our event tomorrow. We will recap that on our next episode. And my only thorn is that the sound 100.3 is going off the air And I'm just going to miss all my favorite classic rock jams 24 hours a day. Real specific. Sorry. Um, Radio is dying. (laughs) But podcasting is alive and well. We're going to do a classic rock segment, an ode to the sound. For sure. So check us out at So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's So Retrograde.